You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 16. Today, we'll read the 16th chapter of Matthew together. The disciples get a lesson in metaphors, and Peter goes from hero to zero. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. I thought I would start today with a quick Primer, or more accurately, definitions of Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. In general, they are who we are referring to when we say religious leaders. I took these definitions right off of the Google Dictionary. Pharisee, a member of an ancient Jewish sect distinguished by strict observance of the traditional and written law, and commonly held to have pretensions to superior sanctity. Well, that's true enough. A Sadducee, a member of a Jewish sect or party of the time of Jesus Christ that denied the resurrection of the dead, the existence of spirits, and the obligation of oral tradition emphasizing acceptance to the written law alone. And finally, scribe, an ancient Jewish record keeper, or later, a professional theologian and jurist. We don't have time here for a deep dive, but this I can tell you. The more you know about these sects and the differences between them, the more you will understand what the apostles were up against in the establishing of the church after Jesus was resurrected. Now, let's do the chapter. Matthew chapter 16 The Pharisees and Sadducees approached and tested him, asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, When evening comes, you say, It will be good weather, because the sky is red. And in the morning... Today will be stormy, because the sky is red and threatening. You know how to read the appearances of the sky, but you can't read the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign, but no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them and went away. The disciples reached the other shore, and they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus told them, Watch out and beware 
of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were discussing among themselves, We didn't bring any bread. Aware of this, Jesus said, You of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves that you do not have bread? Don't you understand yet? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many baskets you collected? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many large baskets you collected? Why is it you don't understand that when I told you, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, it wasn't about bread? Then they understood that he had not told them to beware of the leaven in bread, but the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When Jesus came to that region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus responded, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Then he gave the disciples orders to tell no one that he was the Messiah. From then on, Jesus began to point out to his disciples that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed, and be raised the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Oh no, Lord, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned and told Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, because you're not thinking about God's concerns, but human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will find it. For what will it benefit someone if he gains the whole world yet loses his life? Or What will anyone give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will reward each according to what he has done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Am I the only one who imagines Jesus doing a face palm at the disciples? They had just seen Jesus feed tens of thousands of people from nearly nothing, and yet 
rounding up dinner for a dozen disciples was somehow out of his reach. But hold on. These days my red flag goes up whenever I start getting judgy over something the Israelites or the disciples did. Yes, I can be a Pharisee too, feeling all superior. That's about the time I feel a prick in my spirit and that inaudible whisper from God asking, Do you see yourself in this scene? And of course the answer is always yes. Over and over and over again, God has provided for me in spectacular ways. And yet, time and again, I forget that, and I'm so distracted with obtaining the simple things that God knows I need that I miss the lesson he has for me in the moment. And then there's Peter. He nails it. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus tells Peter that he received that revelation from God, and he reveals that Peter would be an integral part of his church. But Peter isn't quite ready for graduation yet. Jesus dresses him down in no uncertain terms for thinking about worldly things instead of godly things. And then Jesus gives us direction on how to follow him. We come to him just as we are, warts and all our crosses. We stop being so self-absorbed and tune into God's priorities, deny ourselves, and then we follow him. Pray with me. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you first that my cross is nothing compared to yours. Thank you that in laying down my life, I doubt I will ever suffer as you did. Thank you for taking all of that for us. Now help us again, Lord, by giving us the words to share with others who need you. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well. Be well.